Welcome to The Beacon, an East Coast gamer podcast. I'm your host, Jade, and I've been a gamer geek for over 20 years. I've gotten lost in card games to video games and everything in between. This is a podcast for East Coast gamers who are looking for a community to be a part of. This podcast was started to be a launch point for a movement in gaming, one that unites all gaming, be that esports players, developers, casual gamers, or just other video game geeks like myself. Today, we're keeping our lens close to home and looking at a culture that is quite unique to the East Coast, the Acadians. I'm not part of the Acadian people myself, but I have a great respect for their culture, language, and history. This is in part because I have family who are Acadian, but also due to a good friend and game developer, Chad Como. We're going to talk about how I first met Chad and how he's using his experiences to create games that represent a unique aspect of culture here on the East Coast. The Story It hurts me to think that the Jaloo Festival that changed everything for me was six years ago. Honestly, it feels as though it was yesterday, but the calendar doesn't lie. For those of you who missed last week's episode, titled Our Story, Jaloo is an animation and gaming festival hosted by the New Brunswick Community College on the Miramichi campus. Nestled in the northern part of the province, Jaloo hosts industry, academics, and students from across the region and beyond. It was here in 2015 that I first found my community and realized that I was not alone in what I wanted to achieve. In fact, Many of the people I met at that event are close friends who I support and look to for advice on building games. One such person is Chad Como. When I first met Chad, I didn't know what to think of him. Here was this white French-Canadian guy who was at this conference and was a game developer. I thought that was cool, but not really much else at the time. I soon learned though that he and I had a lot in common. We both seemed to stumble into this festival from places that weren't about creating stories or worlds at all. Chad was attending the University de Moncton to pursue a career as a translator, while I was doing a major in psychology because I thought I wanted to be a psychologist at the time. When we met, this was what he was doing while creating games on the side, but let's have Chad tell you more about it himself. I've been playing games all my life, but I only really started creating them when I went to university in Moncton where I studied translation. Uh, in New Brunswick, that's actually where I got the chance to meet some people who were also into making games, for example, Jade. Yeah, during my studies and w while working as a translator, I started doing uh, RPG Maker and Twine games, just small uh, projects. Um, yeah, some of them had a cultural spin to them, for example, a Frenchies uh, simulator. Frenchies started in my hometown in Clare. And also La Vie d'Arcade, which is like a... Yeah, a game about the Acadian experience, I guess, as, I, as I've lived it. Um, yeah, I think I've always thought it was interesting to mix my interest in both the, the cultural things and games, which is basically what led to my label Fring Frang, which is a traditional dish from my hometown. Chad's experiences with games interested me immediately because they were so personal. His deep cultural connection to the games he made resonated with me because I also haven't seen a lot of my culture represented in games. Chad took the Acadian perspective and changed them into things that other Acadians could enjoy and see themselves in. This is what a game developer was, someone who put a little piece of themselves in everything that they make. At this Jaloo, I was first introduced to the concept of a game jam. 
a marathon experience where you craft a game based on a theme in a set amount of time. In this case, it was 24 hours and the theme was, is this legal? Being the first time that I had ever dived into more serious game making, I wanted to find a team of people who I could help, but also learn from. I ended up on a team with Chad and the crew from the University of New Brunswick, which worked out really well for me because these were people who were in my own backyard. It also seemed to be Chad's first foray into working more seriously with the team as well as he explains. And yeah, the fateful Jalu where we met, uh, I thought that was really great. It was my first uh, game jam and the game we made together was amazing. Prime is sexy. But yeah, it was really cool to connect with other people in the games field and get to make a game together and hear some cool talks. The whole time I was making La Vie d'Arcade, my first big release, I had never spoken to anyone who made games. It was as if a musician would release an album without ever speaking to another musician. It's just super weird to think about it. And I know you shared a similar experience, Jade, when you started out and you thought there was just, you know, there was nobody there to talk to or to help you. Um, and yeah, I'm glad that people like you and some associations are starting to come up in the Maritimes where people can connect and, and share their games and collaborate. Like Chad, I had also started to look at a career in the industry that I did not know the most about. Not from lack of trying, but more from the lack of knowing. Up to this point, I had not realized that there were so many people interested in building things in the region. Most of the people I knew who liked games limited it to the idea that they were fun things to play, but nothing more than that. Now, here was a group of people that wanted to build fun, engaging experiences and wanted to do it right here. After Jalu was over, I made sure to keep a tab on the people that I met there. I kept the people who made games close to heart because I wanted to celebrate with them when they had big news. It turns out that this festival was a prologue for the rest of Chad's career because he's continued to do amazing work. He continued to create things that represented the Acadian people. Experiences and games that explored their culture in ways that no other medium had before. Take La Vie d'Arcade and please excuse my horrible French. It's an RPG that explores the way Acadian people see their language. It follows a few examples from the life of an Acadian boy as he goes through his day, and how the way he uses his language represents his identity as an Acadian. The game simplifies the complex issue for the player, but it is a representation that you will not find anywhere else. Games like this, from what I understand, were made in collaboration with cultural organizations, but you know what? Chad, why don't you tell them a little bit more about it? Uh, so, some cool partnerships that have worked out in the past were with the Société Acadienne de Clare, which is uh, a cultural association in my hometown. We've done maybe four or five contracts now, including Clairvoyance, which was my job for two years. It was funded primarily through Heritage Canada and through the province and the municipality as well. So that was kind of, that was kind of a big turning point. And also... Yeah, I've collaborated with a lot of creators. I think it's really interesting. For example, Henry Adams Feck on the Donair Academy game. More recently, Jake Waterman and uh, the Nick Polchies on Spring Rolls Eternal. I think it's really refreshing to work with different people and get new ideas in the mix. As you can tell, Chad's projects have always been really exciting for me. But one of the moments that really had me cheering for him was the moment he decided to turn Fring Frang into a full-time job. Now, from what I understand, there was a lot that led up to this moment, and 
I'll let Chad really tell you more about it. So yeah, I was working as a translator, doing games on the side, and it started to pick up. I got a few contracts, mostly in the cultural or education sector. And I thought to myself, this would be cool to do full time. It was really my dream. So I applied for a big uh, grant, basically to make a bigger cultural game. And I also applied to the Cologne Game Lab, which has a game design track. So for me, finding a school that offered a specialization in game design was really cool. So I, I applied and I was really lucky that I got both. So I was able to quit my job and work on games and study them. I know I sound like an immense fanboy when I say these sort of things, but Chad is honestly an inspiration for me. I hope to use some of my own experiences in anything that I create, so it's really great to see someone who is doing that right now with their own games. I'm really curious as what he's going to do next. I know that he's off in Cologne studying, but also still working with the industry here in Atlantic Canada. So. What is next for Chad Como and Frank Frang? The future, that's a good question. Um, I'm working on a few projects in Germany now, uh, one with my roommate's indie company. It's like a historical game set in the 60s, so it's, it still kind of has a culture angle, although I'm, I'm a bit of fish out of water for German history. Uh, and uh, with some fellow students, we're working on a VR game that is also played with a physical newspaper called Local Paper Small Town. We were recently nominated for a German Developer Award, so that was really neat. So we're hoping to find a publisher to release that. Otherwise, I'll probably keep making games, cultural and otherwise, because that's what I like to do. Why would I stop? <laughs> Why would you want to do anything else? Thanks so much, Chad, for sharing part of your story with us. Honestly, you've been a great inspiration to me and so many others. Not a lot of people decide to share cultural experiences through their games, and the fact that you do so for a minority group here in Canada that has a vibrant history and culture is just absolutely amazing. The final thought. I wanted to highlight Chad's story for a number of different reasons. For one, it's great to see someone I consider a friend doing such spectacular things. And I really want to support him in any way that I can. So getting a story out there so others can know about it is, is really the bare minimum that I can do. And I'm happy to do it. Secondly, as I stated before, I truly believe that his games are a product that open people's eyes to the culture of the Acadian people. I've said before, some of my family is Acadian. And I didn't understand the extent of their culture until I really started to look at it. And... Games like La Vida Arcade were just one stop in my research, and it shared the perspective in a way that I could understand a lot better. As a minority myself, I found the way that La Vida Arcade presented the language struggle of the Acadian people similar to personal cultural struggles that I faced. For a short experience, it packed a lot of feeling behind it, enough so that I believe anyone who plays it can better understand how the Acadians feel about the loss of their culture and the potential of losing their own language. It's a feeling that I think many cultures, especially here in Canada, can empathize with. I don't want to turn this into a full review, so I'll, I'll move on to my third and final reason. Like I said in the previous episode of the podcast, I, I feel like things in our region haven't changed over the last 10 years. Although I feel like there's been a lot of growth, I don't feel like the people know that there's been a lot going on. And, and that's a very interesting distinction to make. 
And the only way to change that is to get people to talk about it. So to do that, I want to use this podcast as a way to share those stories, thoughts, ideas, and communities that are helping to move the gaming industry in the right direction. Chad's was one story that I believe is not only pushing the industry forward, but is also sharing a unique part of our culture for the world to see. And it's exactly the type of example that we all need to hear about. Thanks for listening to The Beacon, an East Coast Gamer podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please consider following or leaving a review. Both will help the project out. For more perspectives on all things interactive, check out the website at bit.ly slash eastcoastgamer. Or drop in on the Twitch stream every Tuesday and Thursday night from 8 to 11 p.m. AST at twitch.tv slash ecoastgamer. I want to give a big thanks to streambeats.com for the use of copyright-free music. It makes producing content like this a lot easier. I've been your host, Jade. I hope you enjoyed the show. Now get out there and keep gaming.